Blog Talk Radio.
1863. So we just wanted to give you a little bit more history. If you guys Google it, you can go and find so much more information on Juneteenth and what it's about. It's so it's so strange how we live in the United States and certain things are not put on the forefront. And we definitely want to do that here on our show. And Juneteenth is a huge thing to be talking about and sharing with other people. And now that we're very, very aware of its exact meaning, it's just that much more special to us. And on June 19th, President Barack Obama, he marked the 144th anniversary of Juneteenth, the day enslaved African Americans in Texas learned that they were free. Nearly a century and a half later, the descendants of slaves and slave owners can commemorate the day together and celebrate the rights and freedoms we all share in this great nation that we all love, Obama said in a statement. We said, he said the anniversary also provides a chance to reflect, appreciate, and trace family lineage. African Americans helped to build our nation brick by brick and have contributed to her growth in every way. Even when rights and liberties were denied to them, Obama has said, in light of the historic unanimous vote in the United States Senate this week supporting the call for an apology for slavery and segregation, the occasion carries even more significance. The Senate Thursday passed a resolution in which it apologizes to African Americans for the fundamental injustice, cruelty, brutality, and inhumanity of slavery and subsequent Jim Crow laws that sanctioned segregation well into the 20th century. Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day, commemorates the June 19, 1865 announcement of the abolishment of slavery, and, it's, and, it's, and it is recognized as a state holiday in 31 states, and we are going to try to petition for more states to definitely recognize that. Is that right, Dave? No question. I, I definitely think that we need all 50. You know, some there are some things that, that you look at in history from concentration camps to the bomb dropping on Hiroshima and different things, and sometimes it's like keep it, you know, you, it's taboo to talk about, but this is something that is a beautiful thing in the United States supporting now and calling for apology for slavery and segregation is something that is is long overdue and well deserved and it's fantastic that Barack Obama could uh, mark that um, with the 144th anniversary of Juneteenth something that's been around so long uh, but something that might not be talked about as much because uh, obviously you got uh, African American History Month in February but not even understanding the the, the power and everything that comes with Juneteenth. This is something that we truly, truly have to celebrate. And like we said earlier, not just African Americans, but all people, because um, we help build this country, like we said, brick for brick, and now everybody gets to enjoy the fruits of that labor. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, there's so much to talk about in Juneteenth. We only got a short amount of time, and we've covered a great deal already, but we just really, really, really wanted you guys to understand that this show is about celebrating Juneteenth. This is the month of June. It's almost over. Don't forget about it. It actually is something that we can celebrate every day, every minute, every month, all throughout the year. Um, next year, we're going to do something real special on our show, God willing, that we'll really do it big, and we'll actually have our own celebration for Juneteenth as well, and we want to invite everybody to join us so you know stay tuned hang with us another year and continue on but um next year on you know for juneteenth let's do it big and you know another thing um it's it's celebrated like mesmer said all around the world it's not just in the united states so that's that's special in itself that you know it can happen in, in other countries and just in different places you know isn't that cool babe that you know everyone is recognizing what juneteenth means that that is an awesome thing because when you think about it baby but martin luther king's birthday for a while wasn't celebrated in Arizona and then finally it passed through. So even though it's a
would you say 30 or 31 states eventually i believe it's going to be everywhere because mm-hmm. like you said it's it is celebrated around the world so eventually right here in america we will get every single state to celebrate this and what we want everybody out there to do is there is another weekend in june still going so if you have the time or if it's today Get some family together, barbecue some food, cook some food, whatever it is, get together, celebrate each other, enjoy each other, have a good time because that is what Juneteenth is all about. It's for a celebration to recognize everything that we've accomplished, everything that we've been through and going forward into the future, a positive future with uh, Barack Obama as the President of the United States. Oh, most definitely, most, most definitely. I mean, again, we can't reiterate how much and how important Juneteenth is, and we'd love for you guys to write into our show or write into our MySpace and let us know what your celebrations was, because I'm sure a lot of you out there has already celebrated. This is old news to you, and you probably already have had these types of things going on, so make sure you share that with us, and we will definitely, on next week's show, we'll have a segment where we include some of the celebrations you guys have. I know it's some creative ideas jumping off out there, so we would love to love to love to hear about yours. We're personally going to an event this evening um, that is um, for St. Francis Hospital um, that we're involved in, and we're, um, you know, going in support of them. And, um, you know, that that will be, you know, in our hearts also a celebration for Juneteenth as well. Any way that you can give and you can help others is a beautiful thing, and, and um, we just wanted to definitely um, let you know we thank you uh, for joining us in the segment on Juneteenth, and we're going to jump right on down because our segment has to move pretty quickly. we got some great surprises and some great things going on, and um, we're going to jump right on down in the hot topics. And in the news, we are discussing... Today, you know what? Now, this story it was so heart-touching mm-hmm. for me that I, I, was, I was reading it, and I just said, wow. This is a girl who is homeless. She's been homeless her whole life. She's 18 years old now. She's graduated from high school, and she is going to be going, ladies and gentlemen, to Harvard University. Wow, that's Isn't hot. Isn't that crazy, baby? Khadija Williams, 18, overcomes a lifetime in shelters and on Skid Row. She has attended 12 schools in 12 years, lived out of garbage cans among pimps, prostitutes, and drug dealers. But every morning she got up and she went to school. At every stop, Khadija pushed to keep herself in schools. The school's gifted program, she read nutrition charts, newspapers, four to five books a month, everything to transport her mind away from the chaos and the sour smell. At school, she was the outsider. At the shelter, she was often bullied. They would say, you ain't college bound. The pimps would bark at her. You live on skid row. But Khadija graduated Friday evening with high honors, fourth in her class. She was accepted to more than 20 universities nationwide, including Brown, Columbia, Amherst, and Williams. She chose a full scholarship to Harvard and aspires to become an education attorney. That It's just a, a heart-touching, And I have story. to say that I cannot even sit here and listen to this. I, I purposely, when my husband mentioned it to me earlier, I was trying to do some other things, and I was like, oh, that's great, you know, but listening to it, the chills that you feel that run down your spine and run down your arms, it makes your heart swell. Just like Mesmer said, it's amazing. Hearing the passion when he explains what she's been through, can you guys imagine living on the streets and making it? That goes to show, and like we try to encourage everybody on our show, you can do and be anything that you set your heart and mind to do. We want to encourage you to do that. This is fantastic. I, my, overwhelmingly, I feel like 
We need to reach out to her. We need to find her. I need to find out what size she wears, what's her favorite color, what's her favorite scent of perfume. I just want to help. We got a lot of things in our warehouse. We have different companies, and we're going to reach out to her, and we're going to help her. We have girls' clothing. We have all sorts of things. And we're not going to ask you guys to donate anything to us to give to her. We ask that you find her yourselves. You guys are listening to this show. Locate this child. Call um, Harvard. Call LATimes.com. Call Harvard University. Whatever you have to do, there's a way to track her down and where she's from and, and get this stuff to her. Whatever you can help her with. If it's $5, it doesn't hurt you, but she's lived on the street. She's paid her dues. She's ate out of garbage cans, for God's sake. She's been bullied. She's been treated bad. This is something, this is a person right here that moves me. My mission in life, our mission in life with our foundation and just with our family period is to help people, especially people like this. We have children ourselves, and it could have very well have been them. I could have been homeless, and it just gives you that much more to, to feel good about. We're all human beings. We we help each other. We are a people of love, and that's what we're going to do. So, I mean, we could spend all day on this story. It's fantastic. We'll we'll keep you guys posted on what we're able to find out because I'm going to track her down. That's that's for sure. Um, and that's beautiful, honey. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to move on to the next one, which is billionaire R. Allen Stanford is jailed. Brash Texas billionaire. Alan Stanford was indicted and jailed Friday on charges. His international banking empire was really just a Ponzi scheme built on lies, bluster, and bribery. The Justice Department announced charges against Stanford and six others who allegedly helped the tycoon run a $7 billion swindle. At a court hearing in Richmond, Virginia, a federal judge agreed with prosecutors that Stanford poses a flight risk and ordered him to remain in custody until a future detention hearing is in Houston. Among those charged were executives of Stanford Financial Group and a former Antiguan bank regulator who prosecutors say should have caught the fraud but instead took bribes to let the scheme continue. It's a lot more to this story. Go on Google, type in billionaire R. Allen Stanford, and you can read more about it. It's unfortunate. I mean, if this story is true, it, it's just terrible. You know, we don't have to be like that, people. We can definitely be honest and we can do good business. We can help each other, and this world will be a better place. Baby, I've I've been taken quite a few times for a hundred here, maybe even a thousand. But when you talk about billions, my <laughs> goodness, that's oh my a God. big big mm, scheme mm, right mm. there. Well, mm. also we we have the oldest man in the world, ladies and gentlemen, passed away. Tomoji mm. Tanabe, who was the oldest man and repeatedly said the secret to his long life was not smoking and drinking. He died Friday at his home in southern Japan, and he was 113 years old. Wow. He died his sleep of heart failure. Now, babe, the oldest man in the world is now 113 years old, and his name is Henry Allenham. He's of a uh, London native, and he was born June 6, 1896. Uh, the world's oldest living person remains Los Angeles resident what? Gertrude Bain. She is a 115 years old, born oh April 6, 1894, in Georgia. But uh, Tomoji was said to guzzle milk. He also accredited his diet uh, to extending his life. His favorite meals were said to be fried shrimp shrimp and Japanese miso soup with clams. Okay. He also reported he loved eating fish, bananas, and pickled vegetables. So God bless him. Oh, my God. That is a great story, honey. I mean, you've got some great stuff. Oh, wow. He's sharing some very inspirational, uplifting things. And, you know, as I sit here and have this mimosa, you know, this glass of champagne with orange juice, I think, do I really want to be 
read about someday by the, the next group of people that's doing their radio show on Blog Talk 100 years from now? Yes, I do. So I'm going to put the top on this drink that I'm having, and I'm going to go ahead and continue this show. Um, we're going to move right along. And uh, forget I said that. I'm sorry. I was just touched. I, I, I was emotionally uh, uh, charged. Um, oh, by the way, I want to bring something up. And this has nothing to do with our topic, but it was a movie we watched the other day. <laughs> And I laughed because it cracked my husband up, and I love to see him laugh. It was a guy that had full body Tourette's. <laughs> you guys, the movie was called, what was the movie's name, uh, babe? Please. I, I can't even remember it right now. Oh, my now. God. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it Bangkok name? No, that, that was different. It. I'm going to get the name, you guys. Uh, Stay tuned to the show. You know I'm going to share it with you, but you guys have got to see it. He's an Indian or some other type of guy that is some nationality. and I mean, just looks like he could be like a supermodel, but in the movie, he's got they've got this strong makeup on him, and he's dressed really cool. He's really thin, but when he goes into these Tourette fits, it is hilarious. It's just it's comedy, but you got to watch the movie. I do say that it is mature, so kids shouldn't watch it. But it's a cool movie. Now back to on the hot topic. Woman ordered to pay $1.92 million for sharing 24 songs. This is crazy. I have to share this with you guys. Um, the $1.92 million verdict against a Minnesota woman accused her of sharing 24 songs over the Internet that could ratchet up the pressure on other defendants to settle with the recording industry. So she obviously had downloaded some songs illegally and started sharing them with her friends. Oh, my goodness. So you're saying she has to pay $1.92 million for sharing 24 songs. Ladies and gentlemen out there, do don't do not, it. Don't do it. I'm trying to tell you. My goodness. So it must have been they must have researched how far those songs went, and 24 probably turned into a couple hundred thousand, and wow, that is too bad. So, hey, that tells you, ladies and gentlemen, do not mess around with Internet, pirate, and music, or nothing of the sort. Also, in in the world of news, listen to this. One-sixth of the world is in hunger. That is what they say. More than a billion people, a sixth of the world's population, are now hungry. A historic high due largely to the global economic crisis and high food prices, they say, at the U.N. agency. Uh, more wow. if you how they how they rate this is if you are not consuming more than eighteen hundred that's one thousand eight hundred calories a day it is said that you are in hunger and the hunger has increased despite the strong cereal production in two thousand and nine but it's still twenty four percent higher than it was in two thousand and six so this is really really unfortunate wow. but Hopefully these are the things as a people, as a world, as a globe, we can turn around and make one-sixth, maybe nil, not one-third or nothing like that. We want it to be nothing. Nothing. That's right. You heard my husband, you guys. Please reach out and help people. We're going to take a short break before we um, jump into our next segment. So we want to share with you something very special. We're down here promoting our new my new book called proud to be a colored girl and you know it's a whole colored girl movement i'm not going to let y'all forget about it i'm going to drive it home because this is important the inspiration behind the book the song and the clothing line is to unite women of all nationalities colors uh economic backgrounds and so on and so forth and that's what juneteenth is all about as well it's about uniting and celebrating so it all ties into one and so i'm going to share this with you before we jump into our next segment okay enjoy this is called color girl by bobby tinsley
Welcome back. That was Color Girl. We was taking a short break before we welcome our special guest. I believe we have her on the line. I'll give you a little bit of information on her first. Um, with no further ado, we welcome Erica Rose, best known as the most outspoken Bachelor star in history. She serves as co-chair of the Human Rights Gala in the fight for equality. She uses her star power, law education, and most of all, firm belief that everyone is entitled to love, and to marry whomever they choose, and to stand up for equality. Intolerance is no longer acceptable, says Erica. So the human rights campaign, the world is becoming a more tolerant, loving, and better place. And I am so happy and proud that my family can be a part of it. Are you there with us, Erica? Yeah, hi. Hi, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Fantastic, Erica. Uh, I wanted to ask you first off because when when they our our fans found out that you were coming on, one of the biggest <laughs> things that they wanted to know was talk about your experience on the show The Bachelor because everybody it was a big show, so they wanted to know. Uh, tell us about it, Erica. Um, it was a really um, cool, great experience. It was one of the best times, the most fun times I had in my life so far. And I got to, like, learn a lot about myself. It helped me become, like, more confident with myself. And I just I don't think I'd be getting to do all the things that I'm doing now in my life if I hadn't have done it. Oh, that's fantastic. That is awesome. You are accomplishing great things, and you're using your celebrity to help other people, Erica. Why is this important to you, and how can others get involved to also help? Um, I just – it's important to me because I think, like, I, like you said, um, you know, when you're introducing me that, like, what I say is that everyone deserves to be loved and be with whoever they want, and, you know, there's, it, I just don't understand why someone, you know, would have a problem with someone else having the same rights as them. It's, I don't think people should bring religion into it. This isn't a religious issue. This is a governmental issue, and it's just about someone wanting the same rights as someone. You know, if someone thinks that, you know, it's not appropriate in their church, then that's different, but, you know, this isn't that kind of issue. This is just about people enjoying the same rights as each other, and I think everyone should have the same rights. And we, we feel the same way 1,000%. We actually um, last year invited 100 same-sex um, couples to get married with us this year. We get married every year, in case you didn't know, Erica, and um, we wanted to do it in Los Angeles, and we found out just recently that they still have not passed um, what they need to be able to be recognized as a regular married couple. So, you know, 
we're, we're very disappointed in that, so we're going to put it off to next year and keep on trying to fight along with everyone else to get them the same rights. Everybody should be treated fair, and equality is supposed to be something that we get automatically, and it's unfair for us to make judgments on them because they choose to do what they choose to do. Yeah, I agree, definitely. And hopefully by next year you guys will be able to do that. That's right, mm-hmm. that's right, definitely. Uh, Erica, can you tell us what other projects you're, you're currently working on, what you got going on right now? Well, I filmed a documentary that is going to be premiering on HBO in the fall, and it's premiering at a bunch of different film festivals right now, like during the summer. But it's called Youth Knows No Pain, which is kind of a dramatic-sounding title, but it's really just about um, kind of like the whole beauty, plastic surgery, aging industry, because my dad's a plastic surgeon. So it's kind of like an industry that I grew up, you know, around my whole entire life. And so it's a cool documentary. It's really put together well, and I'm excited for it to come out. But at the same time, whenever I do different, you know, documentaries or reality shows, I always feel like it just portrays one side of me, and it never, you know, and shows everything that I'm doing. Like, I just finished my first year of law school, and, of course, the documentary doesn't even mention that, and so it can get kind of frustrating. <laughs> That's know. right. Well, you know, it, uh, our guests um, that come on, no one's been so dimensional as you so far, so we're honored to have you, and I think that's a huge accomplishment to, to have finished law school a whole year. You know, I, I studied law in high school, business law, though, and it was difficult, and I thought, oh, my God, right. I take my hat off to anybody that goes to law school, so I know mm-hmm. what you're doing is huge, and, you know, as far as this documentary, everybody, youth knows no pain. You've got to check it out. We're going to check it out, too, because I know it's going to be fantastic, and there's so much we could talk to you about, but I definitely want to talk about your charities and which ones you're involved in. It's really important to me. Um, like I said, human rights is a big thing, and then I'm also really involved in animal rights charities. I'm an honoree for um, a 2009 honoree for Citizens for Animal Protection. And then my family has um, a charity foundation called the Rose Ribbon Foundation. And um, like I said, my dad's a plastic surgeon, so he does three reconstructive surgeries to uninsured cancer patients, like, you know, women that have had to get their breasts removed, you know, from breast mm-hmm. cancer, things like that, and he reconstructs them for free. So that's what we raise money for because, you know, it's not a superficial thing. Like, I've talked to these women, and after they, you know, after their cancer is gone, they can't feel completely normal again until they look normal again. That's right. Yeah. That is such a beautiful thing what your dad is doing. That is huge, and we'd like to support that foundation for sure because breast cancer is one of the leading causes of death for women, and that's so unfortunate when they have to get that surgery, and some of them only may have one breast removed, and then they have to wear the padding and so on. And I know for self-esteem and just them feeling like a whole person, it must be mm-hmm. tremendously you know, a burden on them. So for your dad to do that is awesome. I know. I'm really proud of them, and in case um, any of your listeners or you guys want to put a link on your website, um, the link to our foundation is it's www.roseribbon.org. So okay. Rose that's Ribbon. the foundation name if you want to find out more information on it. Oh, that is so awesome. Oh, my goodness. Now, we um, currently are involved with, well, I have a new book out. It's titled Proud to be a Colored Girl. And what that stands for is for all women, and it's to unite all women of all nationalities because, you know, Erica, all women have color to their skin. And for so long it's been a derogatory thing, you know, oh, colored girl is, you know, for African American only. And I want to remove that stigma and say, you know, and show people that it can be something looked at as beautiful. And it's 
it's taken off all over the country. Everybody is involved with it because it's a positive thing. Color doesn't just stand for skin. It also stands for, you know, the fact that our lives have been colored in some way. We've all been through trials and tribulations, you know, failures. We've, we've you know, reached goals. We've achieved things. So that's what it stands for. And, I, you know, I was telling um, our publicist when we were setting all this up, she is the perfect person. I'd love to get her involved because not only, you know, do you, do, is your work in television, you know, starting to really highly be recognized. I'd love to um, have you associate with that. I'd like to get you some more information. And I'm saying that live on the air because I want people to understand that. No guests before now have I felt more like we had something in common and we have something to share. And with all of your foundations and everything else, I think it would be just a tremendous thing. So after the show, I will contact you, and hopefully you will get involved with Color Girl. Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited now. I'm smiling. <laughs> you got her over here smiling, Erica. Good thing, good thing. I have a question for you. Dad is a plastic surgeon, and you chose uh-huh. to be a lawyer. Did he want you to go in into some type of medical field, and you decided that you wanted to, to go into the lawyerly thing? I think, like, I'm just much more well-suited for law. Like, it just matches my personality, like, I'm very outspoken. I like to be an activist, and I like to defend people and stand up for other people, you know, that can't do that for themselves. So it's just it's the right kind of thing for me to do. And he's happy, and he's really proud of me and supportive of me and, like, you know, encourages me to do my own thing. But I, And my brother's also in law school, so I think he was hoping that my brother would go into medicine, but he didn't. Uh, wow. That Maybe is an awesome. out, outspoken doctor might not be the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a lot of professional people in their family. I mean, that's just so yeah. awesome. What's your What's your website and your MySpace and your Twitter? Okay. Well, my um, Twitter is the Fab Erica Rose. So Dun and Fab Erica Rose. And my MySpace is um, MySpace and then T dash Erica Rose. Okay. Perfect. And, and that's, that's where everybody. Yeah, that's where everyone can find me, and I'm also on Facebook um, under Erica Rose. So I accept all requests and everything like that. Oh, that is fantastic. Everybody, again, she has the documentary, Youth Knows No Pain. It's going to be coming out. We're going to keep announcing it on our show. She's going to be a part of Color Girl, so you're going to see her beautiful pictures if she allows us to take them all over the website. Right. We're, just, we're just really thrilled today, and we thank you for joining us, Erica. We won't keep you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. And everybody, we're going to jump right on down into our love and romance before we go into that part of the show that everybody is like so amped and hyped for. But you know, we don't even have basketball to talk about. Are you guys going to be able to talk about basketball today? Yeah, we all, you can always talk about basketball. What kind of question <laughs> is that, though? And you know what that means. It's time for love and romance, and we have a special little treat for you guys today, no doubt. That's right, you guys, and my husband will be kind enough to do the honors. He's going to share with you something very special that he is the author of. No question, you guys. This is a spoken word, the young son's point of view uh, that I wrote, who truly wants his father's love, and I thought that this would be something that would uh, go right along with tomorrow being Father's Day. So for all the fathers out there, listen up. 
It's called Run Thoroughbred Run. As I opened my eyes, I realized I don't see you. I ask, do you see me as we are one? Run Thoroughbred Run. I'm your son or seed as son needs father and seeds need love, neither of which I've been blessed with. So I search in externals, always looking outside myself. Run, thoroughbred, run. Never, never locating my true self, because inside is where I hide. So many things you could teach me, but you don't even see that you're truly the only one that can reach you. Run, thoroughbred, run. Well, maybe my love can, but she don't understand why I don't understand. Like you said, mom didn't understand. Well, maybe now you will overstand that at some point we must make a stand. Unpopular as that may be with your ego, run, thoroughbred run. Ego, that's the level that we are dealing on. I'm just your pawn when I should be your prince, heir to the throne. As our blood is the same down to the bone and marrow, your vision is so narrow with those blinders on, run, thoroughbred run. But they don't run long. Anyway, just know that you have a son, and you see me every day in your every way. Run, thoroughbred run. Oh, my God, honey. That was so beautiful, everybody. And you know what? You wrote that, and I just think it's just fantastic. And I see the call lines lighten up. Jump right in if you guys want to do that. Um, We're going to jump into our next segment in a second, but we have this week's questions and comments, and they are? Uh, First and foremost, it says, Doug uh, and Jackie, do you have a honeymoon spot picked for this year? Oh, let me answer. Let me answer. As we are getting married this year. Uh, okay. I'm just kidding. No, we don't have a spot pick. We we do have a spot. It's going to be together. Well, we no. haven't figured out where. What would your recommendation be to these young? Well, they might okay. not be young. They're just people who are getting married. Um, I would say that my recommendation would probably be Hawaii. Hawaii would be a good spot. There's a place um, we went a long time ago. It wasn't for a honeymoon, but we went with, was it our friends that first time or uh-huh. just us? Anyway, Birthday. it's called Turks and Caicos. When Doug played for um, Toronto Raptors, we found out about this little island, and now it's like quite popular. Everybody goes there, but we went to it. It was a lot of fun. It had, like, it's all inclusive. You get your, you know, your hotel and food and swimming pool and beach and all that is all included, and it's really cool. So I'd say Turks and Caicos or Hawaii. Jamaica, you got to go there when you want to have fun. I wouldn't necessarily say honeymoon. Yeah, well, a honeymoon would be good. I, I would I would agree with you. Turks and Caicos is a fantastic place. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not industrialized all the way yet. At least it wasn't then. But now uh, I think it <laughs> might be a little bit more because everybody is going there. But it's a fantastic place. So try it out, Turks and Caicos. Most definitely. Next we have Jackie. Is Doug the sexiest man alive to you? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, same, that same question for me, and I would say by all means my wife is the most sexy. And I have one here also, baby. It says, you guys are the best. Please ignore all the haters. And that comes from? Amanda Kim in New Jersey. Blessing. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. I want to say, um, too, that we got some calls or actually emails last week, and somebody tried to call on our 888 number, too, and just tell us that they really enjoy in the show, but they would really like the whistle 
to tell more about himself. They want to know who this person is. Is he an NBA player? Who is he? Because all they hear is the whistle. And I figured today, honey, when you announce him, you guys could talk a little bit more. And this is like the third time we've gotten this request, but these people are from Puerto Rico. So they're listening to the show, and that he said his name is Juan. I can't pronounce it. Beautiful name. And he sent pictures of him and all his friends, and he said they have a bet, a $40 bet in U.S., so they need to know who the Wizzle is. He thinks the Wizzle is your best friend that you grew up with, and his friends think he's an NBA player. So I, th- I said I would definitely bring this to the forefront today, and um, I think it's uh, time we do that. Well, we did. Uh, wanted to tell everybody who this whistle is, so we're gonna change our introduction and we're gonna say six three, one hundred and eighty pounds, coming out of Seattle, Washington, Rainier Beach High School, Bakersfield, California, a national championship Bakersfield, thirty three and oh. We have in the red corner. I think he likes blue sometimes. That is the Wizzle. Are you with us, Wizzle? I am right here, and I am 196. I'm sorry. We're oh. going to <laughs> <laughs> See, they're right. 180 was a high school weight. That's right. Yeah, 196. Yeah. He's, he's, he's diesel. He's 196 muscle, though. So there you different. go. Okay, Wizzle, they, they want to know about you, man. I Did, did I miss anything? Well, uh, you pretty much hit it on the head. Uh, I'm an I'm a avid basketball fan, but I'm a sport fan for, first and foremost. I love uh, football. I think that's my second first love, if you will, um, and I'm waiting for football season. I used to be a quarterback. I enjoy getting hit. I enjoy hitting. I enjoy being physical, and I enjoy everything uh, with, uh, competitive in sports. So if that be boxing or major mix, uh, mixed martial arts, we can get it on. I'm with it. There you go. I hope and if you got any other questions for the whistle, I, I think he's about a thirty six waist, thirty four inch seam, uh, extra large sometimes he likes to type. Okay, Wizzle. Look here, we got uh my wife said can we talk NBA and I said you can talk NBA any time of the year. Well the NBA draft is coming up and obviously I think the Los Angeles Clippers are going to select Blake Griffin. That would leave Memphis Grizzlies with Hasim Tabib out of Connecticut. But my question to you, and I got two guys down here, is who do you think is going to be the steal of the NBA draft? And I'm going to give you two names, and then you tell me who you got. I got Gerald Henderson out of Duke, and I got Johnny Flynn out of Syracuse, two guys who I think are going to get drafted not in the probably the top ten, but they may go a little after that. And I, I really think that uh, Henderson, athletic, obviously he's got a good mind on him. He's a Duke guy. Uh, and Johnny Flynn, I just think anybody who can go six overtimes and get her done is, is one hell of a ball player. But uh, anybody else out there, or, or do you agree with one of those guys? Uh, you know what, I actually like those two guys. You're talking about a, 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 a component that you can use on pretty much any team if you look at in the playoffs this year in terms of a backup point guard uh, or just an intangible a guy to come in like a, a small forward position and to, to take some minutes away from, you know, uh, and give a star player some rest. So definitely those two players right there are, are definitely good players. They're fun to watch. and uh, But, you know, I'd I, I probably give the nod to Mr. Flynn, and I just think that he's a 
he's a winner, and it, it I, and I really like his smile. You know what I mean? So when he's out there enjoying it and having fun, it looks good. So And I, I just like the way he plays, and I think he's a little bit more athletic than people give him credit for. No question. Everybody, you, you watch the draft. It is coming up here shortly. The NBA is always in the news, and they are in the news again in Los Angeles. The Lakers are 2009 NBA champions, but the champions have a couple questions. You've got Trevor Ariza, who has turned himself into a fantastic three-point shooter in a, in a really uh, shut-down defender, which gives Kobe one heck of a rest. doesn't have to stick the other team's best player. And you've got Lamar Odom, kind of the do-it-all big man, if you gotta select or pick, who do you pick, or do you or do you try to sign both of them if you're the Lakers? Well, you know, definitely you gotta sign both. The um, guys were play huge parts uh, to what you're trying to do, and 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 if you're missing one, there's there isn't another player on your team who can make up for what the guy does. Now, with that being said, uh, stat wise, numbers wise. You'd almost definitely have to keep Lamar Odom. Uh, he, he just he poses too much of a mismatch problems. Aside from you having Gasol and Bynum, uh, you know just Odom. We're talking about three guys who all share the ball. They're all around the same size, uh, and then the mismatches that comes from him is is really incredible. And so I, I think that they ultimately got to sign everybody. But if you had to pick one, you got to get the guy who's getting 16 rebounds, around 15 points a game. No question about it. Well, they have one more question in La La Land, and that is Phil Jackson. He's going to take his physical. Do you see Phil coming back? I mean, they really got a chance, obviously, if they sign Ariza and Odom, keep the team together. They got a chance to maybe reel off one or two in a row. Uh, what do you think? Does Phil come back, or, or is he going to call it quits and uh, is 10 enough? Uh, I, I think that, you know, ultimately it's going to up to Phil. I... I, I think that this is his best chance at winning rings, and I, I don't need to help you to understand that because you know he had a lot of a lot of stars in Chicago, and you know there was a lot of tough teams. Right now, you're looking at pretty much when everybody's playing at full cylinder, cylinder with uh, LA in terms of buying them, and everybody's you know injuries and things happen. We're talking about probably. Even, on paper, not only on paper, they're probably one of the best teams in the league, and it makes his job to manage so easily. I mean, because it, you can just basically sit there and let the, let the team, you know, figure things out themselves. Kobe's at a point where he understands and everybody understands where they're supposed to be, and you have Derek Fisher as kind of this calming force. I mean, I really think he's in a good spot to just kind of hang out and, and just to manage the game. And, you know, in a lot of ways, Alonzo Mourning, what he said was right because uh, this is an easy team for Phil to coach, and I don't see why he wouldn't coach it. I would ride it on out. I totally agree with you. Now, when you look at the NBA, and you just prefaced it right there, the challengers, Wizzle, you're looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously the best record in the NBA this year, the Boston Celtics, uh, KG coming back. Orlando was in the finals, have to uh, sign Hito Turkoglu back. Denver, I think, has some questions to answer. And obviously the Houston Rockets coming back after a really stellar uh, NBA performance in the playoffs. Which one of those challengers do you think could really give uh, L.A. the biggest run for their money in 10? You know, and I, I think ultimately it's just going to be the teams. What sharpens your blade? 
And being on the West Coast, you know, we're always say we're West Coast biased. But, hey, let's look at it realistically. If you look at the league this year, probably the top 15, 16 teams with the best records, with exception of Cleveland and, and probably the Celtics. And actually, you have to throw Orlando in there. There were a lot of West Coast teams were out there, 50-win teams that were putting it in. And, and, and that's what really sharpens the team out here. And I just think that, you know, playing in the West Coast Conference and, and, and will definitely uh, do what everything it needs to do to sharpen those guys. Everybody knows what you're shooting at. you still got San Antonio and, and all these other teams in the background. Uh, obviously, Houston's going to be better. We're looking for T-Mac to get back. So, you know, uh, Denver's one year of, of huge experience under their belt. So uh, uh, I think that just all in all, everything, it, it, it makes the West better, and it sharpens ultimately the team that's going to come out of the West. No question about it. I have to agree with you. Hands down, I think the Lakers, again, are exactly the NBA. If they get everybody back, look out. There could be a repeat in La La Tinseltown, that is. Well, we're going into the NFL, as, as you said. There's a lot going on right now. I, I wanted to start you off with Chad. Uh, well, Ocho Cinco, excuse me, I was going to say Chad Johnson, but we're not even going to say that. We're going to say Ocho Cinco because that is his name. What do you think about him shacking up with Car- Carson Palmer for a month before training camp, although Carson said, I have a five-month-old son, and that might not work? What do you think about that? Well, I can see what you're trying to do, camaraderie rise, and in terms of trying to establish a rapport, uh, and, and get some continuity with your quarterback. But the truth of the matter is that you guys should already have that. This isn't a new guy. You're not new to what's going on. It's the same scheme. I just think that you just got to, you know, intensify your work ethic and what you do. And and I just basically think that's it. I do. Uh, I applaud what he's trying to do in terms of, yeah, we're about to uh, be on another level in terms of chemistry-wise. But that's something that you always should have established. He's an established quarterback. You're an established talent in the league in terms of from that wide receiver spot. So uh, I don't think there should be a lot of antics involved. Just work on your craft and, and take some pride in, and I think everything else will take care of itself. Well, he said that he was at a Laker game, and he got a tongue lashing from Denzel Washington, and that kind of brought me to that David Chappelle uh, Ja Rule moment that uh, put him back in focus, he said. And now he's predicting the playoffs for 2009. Uh, do you see those uh, Cincinnati Bengals making the playoffs in the 09? Well, they definitely have a chance, uh, but you got to remember that uh, Mr. Hushmanzada is gone, so uh, that opens the doors for another uh, young stud to step up. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, in my my honest opinion, I don't think so. But hey, everybody's been wrong, and, and that's why you go out and play the games and play the season. So um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. No question. Well, Roger Goodell has uh, given. Dante Stallworth, an indefinite suspension from the NFL. And I'm going to read this, and I just want you to know, get your opinion. Is this enough or no? Indefinite suspension from the NFL, 24 days in jail, two-year work house release, as I call it, probation violation, automatic jail time. He's never able in his life to have a driver's license and drive again. And he settled uh, for an undisclosed amount of money with the family of the victim out of court. What do you say about this? You know, um, I honestly, there's there's not too much you can say. Uh, they went through the court system. Um, from what I understand, uh, from all the information, after the accident occurred, he was – was forthright with his uh, 
uh, a position in being involved. He was, you know, he talked to everybody. He went and did uh, everything he needs to do, and uh, obviously he settled with the family, and everything is squared away there. So he's done everything he needs to do. Uh, I could just probably question the laws wherever he was, but hey, that's that's for another uh, type of episode because honestly, uh, whatever happened and the way that the judgment came out, it must have been somewhat accurate because it sounded to me like he was in a situation where he, you know, probably, yeah, I shouldn't have been drinking. Obviously, he shouldn't drink and drive, but if, if you know, if somebody jumps out in front of you from the street, and I'm not saying that's what happened, there's situations that almost uh, quadruple the fact of what's going to happen afterwards from, in terms of being negative. So I just think it's generally uh, and honestly an accident. Uh, is it enough? You know, hey, I'm not the judge of, of if it should be, and, and especially in terms of looking at Michael Vick and him serving two years for, you know, being involved with dogs and that thing. And it's like, you know, hey, what do you say? I, I just, I got, I got confidence in the courts. I, I'm sure they know the situation, uh, and they're basing that upon the past experiences and, and other people's experiences that that have happened. And uh, obviously, I, I think they got it right. So we'll see what Goodell and how long it's going to hold up. Uh, a lot of people are, are anticipating the season's uh, suspension. So uh, that's pretty much the thing that's left now. So, but I, I got to go with what the courts did. No question. Well, everything is huge and big in Texas, and right now what is the biggest thing is Tony Romo's physical fitness. They are questioning his physical fitness and saying that he is not to the level that he needs to be, and rumor has that he is missing T.O. in practice already. You can tell by the route, the way he's throwing the ball, that he doesn't have confidence in his receivers. Uh, the defense looks good, they say, but uh, Dallas has a, a pretty good defense. But what do you think about Mr. Romo? Does he does he need to get in the gym someplace? Well, uh, that's what they say. Uh, he doesn't look like a guy who is physically menacing to me, but I, he obviously has a lot more talent than what you see when you look at him physically. He, uh, his ability to escape and evade uh, tacklers, and then in terms of impromptu. Uh, creating on the fly, too. He's a, a, a talented guy. So, you know, obviously if that's some news that came out, there must be some truth to it, Tony. Go, you know, it's real simple, man. You got a little bit of extra weight. That extra weight is easy to carve up and cut up and make it look good for Jessica, you know what I mean? Because ultimately you got to look good sexy anyway and uh, naked. So uh, uh, I hope Tony jumps on his thing and does what he has to do and uh, helps his team out uh, to welcome in that new stadium they got. No question. That stadium is going to be something else. Maybe he should uh, get some of those T.O. bands. Uh, maybe T.O. will give them to him for free. We'll see about that one. The College World Series whistle comes down to Monday, Texas versus Louisiana State University, number one Texas, first time since 99 that you see a number one seed making it that far. That would have been Miami in 99. Cal State Fullerton is out last night. Arizona State gets put out by Texas in the come from behind ninth inning walk-off home run. Uh, Got to get what, – what are you thinking here? Are you going Texas or are you going LSU? Uh, I got to go with Texas. It really looks like it's their year. They've been playing uh, resilient. Uh, when, it's, when it comes down to, uh, for time for big plays, it seems like they, uh, they dig them up from somewhere, and everybody on their team is, it seems to be contributing. So uh, I got to go with Texas right now. It seems like they got the mojo going and, and luck on their side. Well, for argument's sake, I was going to go with the Longhorns myself, but since you said Longhorns, I'll be rooting for the Tigers. We'll see how that one turns out. The 109th U.S. Open is underway right now. 
They are doing some serious golfing. Day one got rained out. Mike Weir, the Canadian, is near the top of the leaderboard. Phil Mickelson, as everyone knows, his wife is uh, suffering from breast cancer. Uh, Blessings go out to them, but he is playing some inspired golf. Tiger has not been himself, uh, but uh, hopefully he can turn it around. He was 10 shots off the lead, but the story may be, uh, obviously, Lucas Glover is at minus seven right now and leading the leaderboard, but David Duvall, former number one, and all the players on the tour whistle are saying that he looks back to his original form. He looks great. The commentators are saying, yeah, that's, this is Thursday and Friday. Wait till Sunday, and we will judge then. Uh, you you got to pick out of that, that list of players for me? Well, you know what? Obviously, I like Tiger. Uh, I, I just like him to find his driver, and it, it seems like uh, it's been a problem for him. But uh, obviously, Duvall has been playing real well. And, and right now, the sentimental favorite is obviously Phil Nicholson. I think that there was any time a guy needed a break, uh, this would be the time. I think that he will focus and try to recalibrate his game to at least try to, to make a serious swing at it and a serious run at, at, at trying to get this thing taken care of before he uh, handles some uh, official life business that goes on. So uh, I look for him to take advantage of the fact that this is his his uh, refuge, if you will, uh, for real life. And, and just go ahead and take take care of it, play loose, and, 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 and go ahead and get a win and, and take care of what you need to. No question about it. I, I don't know where Tiger's at at this particular time. Hopefully he's someplace within six or seven shots. If he is, you can't bet against him. Duvall may be a great story coming back. Phil Mickelson will be an awesome story with all he's been through with his wife, so we will keep that. Uh, under wraps, we'll check it out next week and let everybody know, obviously, who won and uh, what went down. Boxing Hall of Fame, Wizzle, 2009 inductees, just a few. Lennox Lewis had a fantastic speech. It was good to see him. Burt Sugar and the great uh, Muhammad Ali's Angelo Dundee, uh, all nominated into the Hall of Fame. But before we let you go, Wizzle, Major League Baseball social anxiety disorder. A few major leaguers are suffering from this, don't know exactly what it is. On the DL, Dontrell Willis, hopefully he is able to recover from that. So everybody keep your eyes out for the Willis train. Uh, Big man throwing big balls. As always, we appreciate your insight into the world of sports. And until next week, we will see you at the same time. Now, we're not going to change it on you this time. Same time, same station. At the stove, I'll re- I'll be revolving. Baked macaroni, turkey wings, a brother starving. I'm out. You guys, thank you so much for joining us for another hot show on Infinite Love Talk Radio. And we're going to check you out next week as you're going to check us out next week. And until then, I want you guys to have a very fun and exciting week. Peace. Respect.
Get it up.